Welcome to Reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew and this is for Season 4, Episode 4, Generation Loss. I had a very uh, strange time watching this episode, not just because of the episode's content. Uh, obviously it's a very trippy, weird episode with um, particular reveals. I was very confused about, um, because I boot the episode up, right, and here in the UK it gives us a Sky Atlantic um, logo, then it gives the HBO logo, the classic, ah, thing for HBO, right, so I start the episode, right, and this is the only time this has happened while I've watched something on Sky and on HBO, right, the two logos and i i think this was this was either done deliberately or there was something weird going on with the video the thing is though the sky atlantic logo and the hbo logo were both out of frame but when i pressed the menu button so that you got the pause controls and you can see how much time has gone in the episode how much time's left that was completely in frame and all of my Roku menus were also completely in frame. And then I start the episode and it goes, uh, following episode contains violent scenes, whatever, right? The episode warning. Sky Atlantic things out of frame. HBO logo comes out, out of frame. The previously on Westworld little logo thing comes up, out of frame. The episode starts... Doesn't the actual scenes themselves with all the characters weren't out of frame? I then finished the episode, right? And um, the credits were out of frame, like people's names in the credits cut off. Then it the, then, right? I get right to the end of the episode, right? Go past the credits and all that. Um, usually I fast forward that just to, to either see if there's a post credit scene or to see also the episode like marks itself as watched. Otherwise the episode just sits there, right? So I do that usually to fast forward it and, uh, whatever, right? I'm then fast forwarding the episode at the end. The Warner Brothers logo is out of frame. The, then the Sky Atlantic logo I think came up again out of frame. Then it gets to the last HBO thing, which is the closing version. And it gives me a distorted HBO, the the R thing. It gives me a distorted version of it, which is also out of frame. So basically, every single, like, splash screen logo, if you want to call them that, all out of frame in this whole episode. Now, I've watched a good chunk of things through Sky Atlantic that are HBO shows. I've seen The Wire, I've seen... You know, you know lo- lo- loads of HBO shows. I'm not going to sit here and name all of them, like Game of Thrones. This never happened before. That must have been part of the episode. Like this trippy... Wa- and also, as I'm watching the episode, I get these... Every sort of, like, minute to... Every sort of one to three minutes, I was getting little video glitches in the episode. Again, when I was browsing to go to click on this episode and to click away from the episode, no problems, no screen glitches, not nothing out of frame. The episode player wasn't out of frame, but certain things within the episode were. There's also certain shots in this episode when uh, Teddy and um, new Dolores, uh, I can't remember her name, Charlotte was it? No, not Charlotte, the new version of Dolores. When those two are having their dinner date scene, Teddy's face is half in the frame. Dolores's wasn't, but his was. Um, yeah, very, very kind of strange. And it felt deliberate because I, I sort of backed out the episode and I went to load it again. I was like, oh, maybe, it, I don't know, maybe it loaded incorrectly or I don't know. I checked the settings and all sorts of stuff, right? Um, I couldn't actually find any video settings for like the framing, but I shouldn't need to do that, right? Because I haven't changed anything, and all my Roku menus and everything were in normal frame. 
<laughs> so I don't know what was I don't know what was going on, but I thought nah this is this is too strange to not mention on the podcast and considering the type of show I'm watching where it's like trippy and considering what happens in this episode, especially with Caleb, I was like nah th- this isn't like a on my end technical issue this this is the episode right, and so like hey, if this was some sort of like trippy trick, you got me. You made me think there was something wrong with my video section. Or, or audio for the episode, totally fine. Nothing wrong with the episode, apart from the distorted HBO thing right at the very end. Um, no, no, no other, like, there's no audio glitches. I could hear all the characters and all that type of stuff and whatever. Um, no, no, nothing wrong with any of that. Just the video framing. The video framing for the logos. Very, very strange. Very, very strange. Um... Because I was curious, right? I was thinking, okay, so this is a imported version of a HBO episode, right? It's edited with the HBO logo. If you're watching HBO in the US, you wouldn't get the Sky Atlantic logo because you're not watching on Sky Atlantic. But usually we get both. So that means that they've put effort in on the other side with the Sky logo because both versions of those were out of frame. So that's interesting as well. Because you wouldn't see that Sky Atlantic logo in the US or wherever you can get HBO. You wouldn't see it because it wouldn't be in the episode. Very weird. Very, very weird. Uh, On to the episode itself. Um, By the way, anybody else that's watching um, this episode anywhere, let me know if you had any other, like, out-of-frame things going on. Um, Because that was strange. That was really, really strange. Uh, The episode itself, I thought it was good. Um, we are, I think we're halfway through the season now, because we've got eight episodes, I think, and this is episode four, so we're about halfway through. We, we've either got eight or ten, but I'm pretty sure that we've got eight episodes. Um, this episode was one that sort of, you, I, I let it sort of wash over me in the Caleb scenes, because I thought, instead of trying to stress myself out with trying to understand what's going on, maybe I'm not, I'm not supposed to clearly understand everything, um, and Westworld is a show that will do that to you. Um, I still thought Dolores's scenes were my favourite. I'm really liking her storyline so far, and Teddy's back, which is which is great. Uh, it's good to see her actually, like somewhat, it's questioning things, but like happy in the episode. That was really good. Um, I am a bit confused. I mean, w- watching Westworld and being confused is no new thing, right? <laughs> um. The Bernard storyline is good. I thought the way that was told last week was a bit better and a bit more interesting. Especially with his mannerisms last week about like, oh, I knew this would happen. Don't worry about this and that. And, you know, like the warning with the laser with stubs and all that sort of stuff last week. Um, Like the little conflict between the group and that that they had, I thought was like, okay, can we kind of like get on with it? But I didn't hate it. I thought that was still pretty good. Uh, We just have to see... Because who was the person that he dug up? Because it wasn't, um, what's the name's mother? Because he says, this isn't your mother. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's that. I didn't get a good enough look at the face because the face was still covered in sand. So, I'm not sure who that who that's supposed to be. Uh, and I haven't really looked at anything online yet. So, uh, not that I need to. I shouldn't need to look online for answers for a show, right? Like, the episode should, the episode will tell me what it's got to tell me, right? Uh, that was pretty good. So uh, at least it, the the thing with the Bernard storyline this week, it wasn't as interesting to me, like scene per scene, but it is at least pushing itself forward, right? It it's not sort of like toe tapping or clock watching. Like the it, we at least get like progress on it, which I appreciate at least. Um, the Caleb stuff is gonna be interesting going forward. Um. As to what exactly is going on. I mean we get like some answers right. But there's still mystery as to what exactly. All of that means. Uh, obviously we got the tower. Again in this week's episode. Which was pretty good. Um, so yeah we got the. the C- Caleb is now connected to the tower. Because we've had. Um, Dolores. Bernard. And. Um, uh, Caleb. Now all who have seen the. the well. Bernard didn't go past the tower, did he? Didn't look at the tower. I thought I think he went past it or something last week's episode. So we're getting more tower connections. Um, Dolores has still been um, 
uh, what's it called? She's been drawing stuff. Uh, and one of the things that she draws is the tower onto another photo. So there's all of that. Um, so it, it was a good episode overall. I think it was a good, um, in terms of Caleb's storyline and what all that means, I thought that was a good change mid-season um, to kind of kick things on more. So overall, I liked the episode. It's a progress episode, which is, which is good. I just wasn't as sort of entertained on a pure entertainment level that wasn't as high i wasn't bored but it what it, that wasn't as high for me as it was in last couple of weeks um i still think dolores to me her, her storyline just it, it just i don't know it works better than the other stuff going on right now um i like the sort of mystery there and teddy's back in which is great so we'll see where things go from that um, so yeah, that's kind of my pre-thoughts in the episode. I've still got a whole recap to go through, so I'll do that in a minute. But first, let's talk about Manscaped. Of course, Manscaped is a men's grooming service. You can go and buy various different men's grooming products from them, uh, such as different razors, shavers, uh, ear and nose hair trimmers, uh, different boxer thing, uh, boxers and things like that, different deodorants. There's lots of different items that you can go and buy from them related to men's grooming. So if, you know, now it's uh, summer, it's nice and hot and everything. So if you want to get yourself freshened up for the summer, uh, now is a great time to do that. And if you're thinking, you know, you're going to have to go on there, spend loads of money and it's not going to be great and you're going to have to pay for shipping. Got good news for you. We've got a discount code active at the moment with our deal thanks to Manscaped. So if you go onto Manscaped's website, which you don't even need to type in Manscaped, you can click on the link in your show notes. If you just scroll down a bit, it should be in there for podcast um, platform users as well. Uh, click on that, go over to Manscaped's website, have a bit of a browse of their products. They show you what they look like and everything. Uh, they've got particular names and stuff, which is cool. Uh, they sent me uh, some of their stuff to try out as well, which I've tried out a few of them. They got uh, they sent me different deodorants and stuff. Uh, they sent me their um, shaver and uh, their nose and ear hair trimmers and stuff like that. So that stuff's really, really good. Uh, in terms of packaging and the products, all really well made, all really well put together, all very sort of like professionally made. Uh, no sort of like tacky secondhand stuff. Uh, all feels very uh, firsthand, I suppose you could say. Um, very sort of um, well made, well put together. Um, very professional as well from the packaging itself and the actual items so no no worries about any sort of quality issues uh, whether it's the packaging or the items themselves uh, all very very well put together uh, but if you go over to their website and you select a few different products or whatever you want to buy from them uh, once you get to that um, checkout uh, thing and you get to that promo code box if you type in etalkuk that's e-t-a-l-k uk you can get 20% off your order and free shipping with manscape so if you see that your order is a certain amount type in that promo code that will slice a bit off of your order to save a bit of money with our deal with manscape so etalkuk e-t-a-l-k uk um, if you want to access that later without listening to an episode is also written in your show notes as well so just type that in you can copy and paste it or whatever you want to do put that in your promo code etalkuk etalk uk 20% off and free shipping with manscape thanks to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you for listening now let's do some housekeeping and then we'll get into the recap see you for all that in a minute Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we talked about Metal Gear, uh, not the Metal Gear Solids franchise specifically, although still involving that. Uh, Metal Gear had its 35th anniversary recently this week just gone, so Konami did a couple of little things to restore some missing content to Metal Gear. Not to add anything, not to release a new game, but to restore some content, so we kind of talked about that. We talked about PS Plus's lineup for July, which includes Stray, which is going to be out tomorrow, so that looks really good. That's the cat game, for those of you that may or may not have seen it, which looks really good. And I talked about Call of Duty. We have some very early news for 2024's Call of Duty, because 2023 there will be no Call of Duty game. And also talked about some confirmed game modes for uh, this year's Call of Duty, which is Modern Warfare 2, the 2022 version. I also gave my updated thoughts on the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus and my brief but very negative impressions of the Resident Evil series, which is on Netflix. That's the newer one. Uh, Analyzing television episode 18, I talked about Netflix. Uh, Netflix has an IP problem. Uh, Essentially, I took a look at what Netflix has got, what content they can actually make, what they've got rights to. And there's not a lot that's really sticking out, especially as compared to other streaming platforms like Disney and Paramount and, you know, Apple and all these other kind of places and Warner Brothers and stuff, obviously with HBO. Uh, so I talked about that and talked about, you know, what could Netflix maybe do? What do they what do they look like, you know, after Stranger Things is completely finished and even the two years uh, until next season of Stranger Things. So I took a look at all that. Uh, so that was a long discussion there. Uh, Miss Marvel is now finished for its first season. That's available on Disney Plus. I gave that a must-see rating. If you've not seen the first season, first half of that review is spoiler-free. Uh, Better Call Souls come back for its second half of season six. This is the sixth and final episodes uh, of the show. So season six, episode eight was the return one. I covered that, of course. Uh, so you can go and check out that one. Uh, there's now only five episodes left of the entire series ep- uh, the fifth to last episode will be airing tomorrow which will be tuesday so look out for the podcast for that um what else have we got here i uh, went to see thor love and thunder i uh, gave that a must rating really really enjoyed that again first half of that podcast is spoiler free uh, discovering star trek i did a spoiler filled review for star trek discovery season four we got the whole season dropped on us in the uk because of paramount plus being later uh, but that's my podcast for Star Trek Discovery Season 4. That's over on the Discovering Star Trek podcast. Man vs. B came out. That's Rowan Atkinson returning to his good old comedy uh, thing that he does. I gave that a must-see rating. Really, really enjoyed that. Again, first half of that one. Spoiler free. Uh, boys is the, the Boys sorry, on Amazon Prime is finished for its third season. Season, season 3, Episode 8. It's been renewed for a fourth, but you can catch my coverage of the finale and the Season 3 episode. Season 3, Episode 8. That's the Diabolical 7 podcast for The Boys. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into the recap. This is again written by Hayden Mears off of TV Line. So thank you to them for putting this review public, of course, and everything uh, which we've been using. Uh, when we left them last week, Caleb and Maeve had walked straight into Dolores Hale's trap. William Four and bested Maeve and, while Caleb came face to face with a host copy of his daughter Frankie. Uh, He's now in some sort of fly-induced stupor, it says here. So that's kind of a... I guess that's not really the start of the episode. That's sort of the end of last week's episode. Uh, so we kind of kick off a little bit with that, but the scene cuts away from uh, the drama in Dallas's new theme park and shifts to Maeve and Caleb in a different setting on a different mission. They storm a beach uh, compound and rig the building so that it explodes, uh, taking the last of Sarek's uh, supercomputer Rohaboam. With it, as they leave, Caleb sustains a gunshot wound in a brief firefight. We'd sort of seen a bit of a flash of this before, but this is the actual scene. Uh, Maeve drags him to a nearby beach and attempts to uh, staunch the bleeding, but Caleb uh, doesn't seem to be stabilising. So yeah, kind of the start of the K- uh, Caleb-Maeve thing. Um, you're jumping around all over the place here with Caleb and with Maeve. Um, the good thing the episode does here is... 
see structurally with an episode right and what affects the pacing of an episode you kind of understand it more if Westworld does it uh, especially if you're jumping between certain scenes with the same characters Be- because I, the, the reason that works more is because instead of jumping from here to like Dolores uh, Christina rather um and then jumping back to this that would be a bad structure of an episode or a badly structured scene but when you're staying with the same characters and your objective in your storytelling is simply um we're showing you this character in one situation then we're going to switch it so that you get something else that's a fine thing to do because you're, you're essentially trying to tell a story with the same set of characters which is Caleb and Maeve in the situation um yeah i thought this scene was fine uh there's nothing majorly special here it's just kind of giving us i suppose this is kind of lining up for us the um scene that we'd seen before which was we'd we'd seen like a glimpse of this very scene with caleb and he's kind of bleeding out and whatnot so there's not a whole lot to say here i thought the action was staged pretty well however um so that was that was pretty good uh i liked that westworld is usually fairly good at doing action so there's no uh major surprises there um but no they start off in the in that park room uh i guess it is within the park it's just not the outside part with the streets and everything so you start off with that but you cut away to this uh but no i don't have anything else to say about this scene uh we'll just keep going here uh but before they can get any clarity a hazy dolores hail uh slowly comes into focus so caleb sort of comes back to reality if you want to call it that um so she slowly comes into focus we're back with Kayla post fly attack so where we left the end of last episode um Dolores Hale tells him uh she plans to use these parasites uh, which is the, the flies to infect and control every one of his kind interesting phrasing uh nearby Maeve realizes that William um is a host uh, she fights him again this time winning by hacking into the park's computer system and triggering a piercing sound that incapacitates her enemy taking advantage of the disruption uh, Caleb holds a shard of gla- broken glass to Dolores Hale's throat and demands to know how to get the flies out of him and of course she doesn't do it at the time uh, she refuses to tell him uh, later as he tries to escape the park with Dolores Hale in tow Caleb and Maeve are caught in a firefight between the hosts. The fly's influence um, seizes Caleb and uh, he grabs an abandoned was well, a gun that he finds and aims it at Maeve. But he is stabbed by a host before he can pull the trigger. So this is obviously the um, set piece in the streets that we get to afterwards, which is uh, which is good. So you've got all that going on. Um... Yeah, it's interesting with Maeve being able to do this kind of thing, right? Being able to <clears throat> being able to hack certain things, which was set up nicely earlier in the season. I mean, she's already she's always kind of had things like this, hasn't she? But I suppose they're continuing to sort of show that, and it's it's used in a good way here. It's used in a very emergency sort of scenario. Um, in terms of uh, um, Dolores Hale. Um, I don't really like that name, by the way. It's like, she should have her own name, but she's sort of like a weird hybrid character. I don't know, it's very strange. It's very strange, but it's very Westworld at the same time. So, um, But calling her Dolores Hale, as opposed to everybody else who's got like a singular name, is kind of like, eh, whatever. But um, that's all of that. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect her, obviously, to tell Caleb what's going on straight away. Um she knows he can't really kill her because like how would he get the flies out and all this kind of stuff so um but yeah, it was interesting to start seeing as well um the effects of this parasite thing so obviously we saw all the way back opening part of uh episode one of this season with uh man in black uh william and that being um the, the more i look at that scene the more that was a great setup to show like hey these things they can completely control people and like remember that for this season right and that that coming into play here for Caleb I thought was pretty good but seeing a bit more of the uh we we get it a bit more fleshed out now right I mean in that opening of the first episode it's more of a like short example uh but with Caleb here we're really sort of seeing that fleshed out a bit more which is uh which is pretty good it's not nice to watch but it's it's being explored in quite an interesting way 
Um, and it's it's surprisingly with Westworld, it's one of their more simple ideas, right? You get these parasites, you train them in a certain way, and you trick somebody to save their not daughter type, you know, host version of his daughter, and he gets tricked into that, and then the parasite goes into him, and it starts to control him. So, um, I feel like that portion of this story's been told pretty well, at least. So. That was good, but uh, yeah, he gets stabbed, um, which obviously is one of his uh, one of his many injuries in this episode, I suppose. Um, Westworld is still a little bit inconsistent with injuries, I think, but at this point, almost kind of half sort of deliberately. I don't know. It's it's it, it's a weird thing because it's like again with the, with the whole host thing. I've talked I talked about this before, but like you. Um, like Dolores has died loads of times, right? But Rachel Evanwood's still on the show. You just bring in a new version of their characters. Um, but we've seen characters be like, you know, fatally shot and be like fine and things. So it's 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 a bit of a uh, wishy washy kind of thing with Westworld. It it kind of works, but it's sort of. I don't know, it's, it, it's a funny one with, with stakes with the show, which is what I've kind of said before. So, anyway, uh, Caleb gets injured again, and he manages to put the gun down, and he gets into the vehicle that's there. Uh, anyway, if we move away from that, uh, the story then circles back to Christina. Um, her roommate, uh, Maya, wakes her up and tells her about a strange dream she had, one where a cloud of flies um, ruined her family picnic. Uh, she recalls how the flies took over her mother and then her father and finally her. As the two leave Christina's room, uh, we're left with her uh, latest painting, The Mysterious Tower. We've seen glimpses of throughout the season. And then it says there's definitely more to come on that front. Um, yeah, I'm kind of liking this like tower thing. I mean, we've not really had lots from it so far. We've sort of had this gradual kind of like, you know, homeless guy mentions a tower. Uh, then you had... Christina is writing scripts and she's connected to the tower in some way. How does that all add up? Then Bernard kind of walks past the tower. Then Caleb sees the tower. Then there's this weird noise coming from, which I assume is the tower, throughout this episode as well. So that was all kind of going on. Um, yeah, again, I Christina's story is my favourite one here. Um, maybe because it's the most simple one and kind of the most entertaining Honestly, um, but I think Rachel Evanwood's doing a good job here, as as, as she always does, uh, changing a different version again of uh, Dolores, but Christina this time. I think it's going well. I think it's going well so far uh, for 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 the storyline. Um, yeah, it, it's a good way here to also. I mean, Maya. This isn't a specific Maya interaction with the tower, right? But this is kind of like, okay, the tower, the flies, and what's going on is clearly like connected, isn't it? Uh, and the, the noise that Caleb hears throughout the episode as well. Given that he's being controlled by them. Then Maya mentions this dream about these flies and stuff. So it, it's all connecting in pretty nice neat little ways. We just have to, we just have to keep having a bit of... Well I say a bit of patience. They are progressing this storyline. We just don't know. We know kind of what's going on. We just don't fully know. I, I mean we know the, the, the uh, mechanic of the flies right. We know sort of what's going on there. We know which characters are kind of involved, which characters are very involved, you know, with, like, Caleb, specifically. But we don't quite know... We know what's going on with the flies and why, but we don't know really, sort of, like, why the tower. And I, I like that we've got, kind of, half of an answer with these flies thing, which they... Again, great job with that first episode, with the, they, which they did there. But what's up with the tower? What's up with this noise? And how is that connected to to everything? But now Dolores is drawing this tower. Apparently in her sleep kind of. She doesn't really remember. She says in this scene that she doesn't really remember. Uh, what time she stayed up till. Um, and that she's like massively overslept or whatever. Uh, so that's that's all kind of going on as well. So it's clearly like getting into her, her head. Which is interesting. But we'll see where that goes. But yeah that was. Uh, I, I enjoyed that scene. That was, that was pretty good. To again make some of that. Uh 
connective tissue but involve Maya a bit more this time because I I feel even though Maya is a side character she's one that's at least she's interacting with one of our main characters in a very interesting way with Christina right like she's got some good involvement with one of our main characters so I I, I like what's going on here I think it's it's going pretty well uh we'll get to her date with Teddy later uh but back in the desert Bernard Ashley and their um and of course Stubbs is here as well, and their new allies, quote-unquote, begin their search for the weapon Bernard has mentioned. Of course, we speculated kind of as to what this was. He mentioned that he uh, was looking for a weapon, but we didn't know what it is. Uh, there's debate among the group as to whether or not Bernard and Ashley are trustworthy. Um, so Ashley is the one... Um, yeah, is just in the scene as well. Uh, a trustworthy uh, leading to the two being separated. Bernard leads them to where the weapon is, uh, where the weapon supposedly is. Um, so yeah, we see more of this scene later on. Um, it's much later in my notes here, so maybe I should have combined those two things. But yeah, that's kind of the the setup for that. There's not. A massive amount to talk about there with Bernard. I possibly should have moved that later to my notes, but never mind. Um, but uh, yeah, we we get back with him. I, I suppose my, my only comment for this scene is this is where we this is the one where we kind of get the sort of like oh I don't trust you point guns at each other, and it's interesting with Bernard being so casual in these scenes as well. Um, and there's this drone that goes to spot them right, and Bernard's just strolling in out in the opening and he's being kind of marked and he gets like a something thrown over him um yeah it's like he he knows what's gonna happen right so he's able to be so casual about everything i wonder though so with this bernard thing right everything's gone pretty well so far apart from this like little tiff of mistrust or whatever's going on here right which again wasn't really very interesting bernard knows what's going on right because he's been to the sublime it was called and he's seen flashes of like the future and and whatever right i wonder like so he knows what's going to happen nobody has like died yet he's tattered like take two people out yeah what does he do like if there's something coming up where like Stubbs is gonna die or Ashley's gonna get shot or or, or something right how does he prevent those things because nothing nothing specific like that bad has happened and even as far as to like uh, Ashley warning Stubbs about um was called about the the red um uh sensors last week and bernard was so casual about it but because he knew Stubbs was going to be fine because he knew that she was going to tell him right what if the a scene like that was different where like okay he was going to walk into the thing and like get shot or explode or I, I don't know what would happen but what does he do about that because that's where you kind of get into butterfly effect territory right about like okay I've seen how this thing happens and like the full timeline of things we don't know how far that goes necessarily uh, at least I can't remember how far that goes but what what does he do when something bad's about to happen does he just have to let it happen like if Stubbs is going to get shot or something does he just have to let it happen or, or is it a case of like oh I knew you were going to get shot and I knew how I could save you I don't know we'll have to we'll have to see how that kind of if something like that does happen we'll have to see how it works uh, while out, Christina and Maya meet with Teddy, who says that, um, who says, sorry, meet with Teddy, who says what he always said, uh, when he handed Dolores things, don't mind me just trying to look chivalrous, <laughs> which is nice, uh, Teddy and Christina talk, each trading facts about their lives before the latter asks if they know each other, and their date kind of just, uh, cuts off a bit from there, so... Um, yeah, it, this was this was nice. She actually meets with a nice guy who um, doesn't ask about NPCs <laughs> or anything like that. Um, yeah, you have to wonder which version of Teddy this is and how much exactly he knows about Christina, right? 
And I wonder where they're going with this because Christine has found herself in a bad spot, right? To where her job has apparently influenced or affected other people and has seemingly given other people her scripts. So like when characters die in her stories or whatever or bad things happen to those characters, those, those people, it seemingly, seemingly is connected to Christina. And how is it going to be like Teddy comes along and saves the day kind of thing? Like it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But this this scene was nice, and um, you know he he kind of comes along, and we hadn't seen him since the uh, very very end of was it episode one. We saw him at the end of because uh, David was here with me with that episode, wasn't he? I think that was episode one. So. Yeah, been in contact with Maya, seemingly, because she's the one who kind of sets up the date. And at the end of the day, Maya is slightly pushy, but she's got good intentions, right? She wants Christina to be happy. She wants her to go on a date with a nice guy. It didn't quite work out the first time, obviously, with this other guy. Um, but she comes across Teddy. We'll have to see what what Maya and Teddy know about each other. Um, but he, she's like, oh, are you my date? And he's like, yeah, yeah, and he's all smiley and nice and everything. So it, it, it was nice, at least. We'll just have to see where exactly this goes. But it, it was a it was a nice scene. So we have that one. Uh, then we switch back to Caleb. There is a little bit of, like, switching back and forth in this episode. And the structure of this episode was fine. Um, but, yeah, I suppose you want to cover lots of characters. So it is what it is. A still wounded, a still wounded Caleb uh, struggles to stay, stay conscious. Flashbacks to the earlier scene on the beach reveal two things: that Caleb didn't die, and that Maeve stayed uh, by him for weeks while he recovered. She eventually left him because uh, she saw that he could have a life, um, that he could have something to fight for if she left. She explains that she went off the grid to keep him safe. Hence her. Um, uh, seclusion in the woods in the first episode uh, i'm just going to continue here uh, that night the william host uh mave for earlier uh catches up with them mave agrees to fight him off so that caleb can contact his friends and get them out of the park um it's at this moment that the flies decide to take over and soon caleb can only hear the only hear uh hear only sorry the ringing in his ears this is when this kind of starts the kind of thing that was a bad impression never mind <laughs> and the uh faint monologuing of smug uh dolores hale uh she really loves reminding people how powerful her mind um uh control is so yeah we start seeing some of this uh there is a bit there is a small little nugget of a scene later on as well and when it is uh, Dolores Hale, Caleb, and Maeve, and William, they're all in that sort of like hangar type of area, whatever it was. There's a bit later on when um, the humming noise is happening, and it's in tune with a light that we see. Is there anything to note from that? I don't know, but it was deliberately shown to us. The thing was actually in frame, which was which was something for this episode. Um, so I don't know what to make of that, but that, that was just a little nugget of information that I sort of got. That was a slightly later scene, but that obviously connects to this one, which is he starts seeing this, uh, starts hearing, sorry, this, um, this noise. So uh, these were, again, pretty good scenes. Uh, anything else I want to say about these? Um... But yeah, this is very kind of like classic, uh, you know, William and Maeve fighting. They've been fighting since season one. Different versions of them at different points and whatever. So that was kind of like nice and classic, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just kind of building up to um, the later scenes. Uh, we continue with this. Uh, Dolores Hale commands Caleb to shoot Maeve. So this is when they're at the hangar thing. Uh, so this kind of connects to the light thing that I saw in the episode as well. Uh, Dolores Hale commands Caleb to shoot Maeve, but uh, Caleb overcomes her influence. Did they explain how he did that? I can't remember if they explained how he did that. Because um, she actually asks, like, how did you disobey me? Um, I thought something else actually happened with that. I'll, ex I'll explain in a second. 
Um, but yeah, commands Caleb to shoot Maeve, but Caleb uh, overcomes uh, her influence and guns uh, William down instead. Enraged and surprised, Dolores Hale asks how he was able to disobey her, but before Caleb can answer, um, a wounded William blows a hole through Maeve's chest. Um, that's one way to put it. It was almost like a... I thought for a moment she'd been shot with like a shotgun, but no, it was just his normal revolvers. It was just a more powerful shot for some reason. Because um, he's known for doing his whole gunslinging revolver thing, so we're not re have we seen him with a shotgun before? We might have, but it's usually his uh, revol revolvers that he's got. So, yeah. Um, shoots Maeve in the chest and gloats that he uh, has killed her yet again. Because this is, this is kind of like Batman Joker type thing, isn't it? So, uh, Maeve uh, remotely activates multiple explosives and appears to kill herself and William. Um, and then it says here, forgive us if we aren't convinced that she's dead. Yeah, it's Westworld. So, um, it's almost like Marvel and DC stuff, in it? Like, you know... Spider-Man dies in a comic book or something and he comes back later or like multiverse version shows up or something. I mean how many times in like the Flash has Wells gone away or died or something like that you know so anyway um and it says she'll be back yeah I'm pretty sure that you th this isn't how you because that's the thing as well with Westworld deaths as well right let's say in a scene you've got like I mean you injure Caleb multiple times in this episode right is this how you write out Aaron Paul? Is this how you write out Tandy Newton? You know, if you're killing William, is that how you write out Ed Harris? Not really, right? And, like, if you... If, like, Dolores gets shot in an episode, is that how you write out Rachel Evan Wood? No. Uh, you just bring in a new version, or you just do some other sort of, like, trickery stuff. So, again, this is where the stakes in Westworld can be a little bit wishy-washy, a little bit all over the place. So, it kind of is what it is. Um, so what I thought happened here, right, is because she, uh, D Dolores Hale says to Caleb, like, you're, I'm going to take command of you, you're going to shoot Maeve, okay? He then aims a Tommy gun, I think he's got, aims at a corner, and the, the way that they shoot the scene, which is in frame at this point, for me at least, <laughs> um... Made it look like, okay, she's going to come around the corner from this box and he's going to shoot her. What I thought happened, and it might have even been what happened, is... So he, he's got now in his mind, I've been commanded and told to shoot Maeve, right? That's the command that Dolores Hale has set. I'm going to use the flies or parasites, whatever, and I'm going to command you and tell you to do this one thing. Because of the way that sequence was framed, and because it looked like, oh, she's going to turn around from the bot, from that, you know, taking cover, and he's going to shoot her. I thought that that's what, Ka I thought that Caleb thought that was her, and in his mind thinks, oh, Maeve is around this corner, she is the body that I can see, but the person comes around the corner, and it's William. He does take, like, a second or two to start shooting, so maybe I'm wrong here. But I thought that Caleb was thinking, okay, I've been commanded to shoot Maeve, and the person I'm looking at, who's peeking around this corner, is Maeve. So when this body comes around the corner, walks around the corner, I'm going to shoot this person because I think it's Maeve. Because I thought that that's what they were doing as well. Uh, and then the person walks around the corner, but it's William. He does take a few seconds longer than normal to shoot. So, there's that. So maybe my theory there doesn't quite line up. I mean, things change in completely in a minute anyway with this new world thing gets set up. So it's, some of this stuff might be kind of mute. But that's what I thought had happened. Is he does think he's shooting Maeve because he thinks that that person taking cover around the corner is Maeve. But he does it by accident, you know. Um, so that that's what I thought would happen anyway. So, but yeah, explosion happens and all that sort of thing is going on. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Caleb uh, briefly loses consciousness again and dreams that his uh, men rescue him. When Caleb wakes, Dolores Hale drops a bombshell. Caleb is host copy 278. So there is 278 versions of him. I think that's what she meant. Um, like you are copy, um, host copy 278 of yourself. 
So it was only a matter of time, matter of time before, because I had said last week about like, is every character in this show just going to end up as a host? Although the the thing is with that theory and that idea, which other people have said that as well, is there have been, I'm pretty sure in like seasons one and two, maybe not season three, but one and two, there were certain characters who were actual humans. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there was anyway. I think, um, what's she called? I can't remember the character's name, but the actress Shannon Woodward, who's uh, on The Last of Us games. Um, I think she's the one that voices Dina in Last of Us 2. She was a, she died in a human way in, se- I think it was in season 2. Uh, I don't remember her coming back. She hasn't come back since. And they didn't do the whole like, oh, get another host, host copy version. So... I, it, not every single character in Westworld is a host, but most of them are. Because um, at one point, if I remember, we didn't think Bernard was, and then he was revealed as a host. So this is revealing that. Um, the thing is with doing this, it, it's cool. It's a cool idea. The thing is with doing this in Westworld Season 4 is it's not really a surprise. Because it's not like, oh my gosh, Caleb is a host. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know. Um... Like, cool. And I don't know if it was supposed to be a massive sort of like, <gasps> Caleb's a host. We're all shocked. Because, um, like, I think if you do... I think if you do that with any character now, it's like, oh, yeah, another host. It's not like... And again, I don't think this is supposed to be a big sort of like, <gasps> oh, my God, Caleb's a host. It's just supposed to be like, yeah, this is us confirming to you in this scene that he's a host. So, or host copy, whatever that, that means. Uh, again, it's Westworld, so not many things are straightforward. Uh, but no, there was a, it was a good scene. Good scene. Um, I I liked that, so that was that was cool. So uh, in the desert. So going back to Bernard. Um, Bernard talks with the woman who picked him up last episode. She reveals she doesn't want to find uh, the weapon. She wants to find the body of her father. Uh, those who called this um can pat themselves on the back it says here uh, the woman referred to as C is indeed an adult Frankie it says here am I supposed to know who that is adult Frankie uh, Bernard digs and finds the weapon he promised um Maeve who had been buried in the desert after her confrontation with William let me just read this again those who caught, yeah, perhaps I was about the woman referred to as C is indeed an adult Frankie. Uh, Bernard digs and finds the weapon he promised Maeve. So that's supposed to be Maeve who's buried. Because again, I couldn't properly see her face. Um, I thought they were going to do something actually. You know when, like, in in TV shows and films and stuff, um, when someone's digging something in the desert. And you hear the like clank of like oh you're digging and you found something right you hear the little clank noise and then the person gets you know on their hands and knees and they start digging with their hands and you you slowly do the mystery reveal thing you uncover um, what it is and then so if if it's a person that's been buried which in this case in this case it is what you sometimes do in TV and in film is you then specific like the character who's digging the thing so in this case Bernard would then put their hands towards the face and like clean it off really clearly so you can be like okay full identity reveal they didn't quite do that here there's still like some um uh there's still some sand on this person's face that's why i couldn't see who it quite was i could tell i could see that it was a woman um but yeah that that did that that didn't quite work for me that well i didn't quite get the sort of (gasps) kind of reveal like that uh, which I think I was supposed to um again this is a very weird like episode for even by Westworld standards so but that was cool um Maeve is apparently this person um who had been buried in the desert after a confrontation with William okay um well Maeve has got those powers so we'll see what Bernard can do with that so I I assume this is like Maeve dies in quotes in that scene earlier with William 
Caleb we'll talk about in a minute is in a new thingamajiggy. And this is Bernard recovering Maeve so that you can bring Tandy Newton back into the show. That's fine with me. I've not got... If that's exactly what's going on here, which I think it is, um, I've not really got any problems with that. I think that's quite cool, actually. It does kind of, like, interestingly separate Caleb and Maeve, which was quite a good duo. I quite enjoyed the two of them. But, yeah, we'll see Bernard back with Maeve seemingly very, very soon. And we'll see how... uh, all that goes. Uh, last scene, the setting. This is kind of the big thing for the episode, I suppose. Uh, the setting changes and Caleb is in a sleek building. So this is kind of one of the city areas. Uh, talking to Dolores Hale. He runs outside, uh, glimpses that tower. Connection there. Uh, we've seen, we've heard so much about and we've seen a few times now as well. It's it's becoming a bit of a centre stage thing in the show. And witnesses everyone around him freeze as if... Um, commanded to do so. Dolores Hale closes out the episode with a chilling welcome to my world. So he's a host of course we we know that now again no big surprise. So he's been moved so somehow right so he was in the scene with uh what's her name again Dolores Hale and she managed to wake him up in this new world, like the her world, I suppose. Welcome to my world, she says. Maeve gets blown up in that area and gets recovered later by Bernard. So I understand what's happened there, but not how that's all happened, if that makes sense. Uh, so, cool, <laughs> but, um, it, it, it's good, I mean, you kind of clear up where things are, we just don't know sort of like, because we know sort of what's happened here, which is Dolores Hale's t- taken control of Kayla basically and moved him somehow to this world, Maeve's been blown up in quotes, but recovered by Bernard. She's going to be used as a weapon. We don't know where William is, but I guess we'll figure that out later. So that's cool. That's a cool idea. And you get this nice kind of reveal of like him in this world. And the tower comes up. And that's, that's all a nice bit of connective tissue. So this place where he is in, which is the city, which is where... Um, Christina is, is that the same city, or is that, like, a different, because you, you, you have things like the Sublime, right, where Bernard is going into a different place, and, like, doing whatever, right, that was a different place, am I supposed to think that this city that Caleb is in now, which he was in the city before, is she, it, sorry, is he in the, uh, like, a copy of it, where it's Dolores Hale's version because if that's the case it's probably it's probably a different version of the city to where Christina is because you know she's in the city right she lives in the city and she walks around in it and we've seen her do all that stuff because the, the assumption I'm going to go off of is the place where Caleb is now is Dolores Hale her version the whole welcome to my world her version of a city where she's got control because she can like freeze these people and all this kind of stuff, which is seemingly different to where um, uh, Christina is. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. That's just my guess. And see, it's the thing with like covering Westworld, right? If I try to guess something that's complicated, I don't feel stupid or bad if I get it wrong, and I shouldn't feel, you know stupid or bad if I get it wrong because it's Westworld it's complicated so it's supposed to get you guessing it's supposed to get you thinking of like oh this show showed me this thing does it mean this thing you know so we shall see um anyway that's it for the episode um I I kind of like this like um the the changes in this episode And the developments of this episode. I like that that's the halfway point of the season. Because now you've got the uh, 
second half of the season to tell uh, those stories, which is pretty cool. Anyway, that's it for this trippy episode where logos and company names and streaming service names are out of frame and all this other kind of stuff. If that happens again next week, I'm gonna be I'm gonna like I think David will be with me for next week's episode. I think he's gonna come back next week's episode. Um, and I I don't know if he would have watched this episode in America or in the UK, but I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the out of frame stuff because that was really bizarre but again given i'm watching westworld it was probably deliberate but i'm gonna ask him about that and i'm gonna well i won't need to keep an eye out for it in next week's episodes because i'll see it straight away like literally literally when you when you load the episode on now which is the uh, where sky is over here uh, which where i get the westworld episodes once you type in a pin if you've got one the first thing that comes up is the sky atlantic logo uh, so we'll see, but I'm going to mention that to David because that's uh, that's very interesting. It's very very interesting. So um, anyway, that's it for this week's episode. This week's trippy episode where it got me guessing things, which is uh, which is interesting. But hopefully David will be back with me next week's episode. Uh, for those of you wondering about feedback again, I've been saving up so that I can answer some of those things with David. So please continue to send that in if you would like to do that. Uh, MatthewEntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter EtalkUK. Uh, sorry, eTalk UK, there's a contact page information in your show notes. There's also the email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. So, uh, yeah, David should be back next week. I think it's next week for both for both for Better Call Soul and Westworld as well. But tomorrow is Better Call Soul episode I'll be doing solo coverage for and then we should be back to normal for uh, for everything. So, we shall see. I think that means that next week, Geek Town Radio should be back. I don't know. That's run by David. That's his choice as to what he's going to do there. Uh, so we shall we shall see. But uh, things should be getting back to normal pretty soon. Pretty soon. Uh, not for this show, but for podcasts. So <laughs> we shall see. Uh, anyway, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. That's where you can listen to the rest of our episodes for TV, video games, films, and main night podcast. I'll be doing a. I'll have some time over the next week, by the way, because I'll be on half time very, very soon, and I'll have some more time to do a United Cast preview episode. So look out for that. It's going to be a pretty big episode. I have a lot of things to say, so uh, look out for all of that. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can also, other than listening to the episode, you can also tell other people about them uh, simply by just saying, "Hey, there's this thing called Entertainment Talk. They do this, that, and whatever, and you can find it." on this place so just tell them what we do and where they can find it you can also use social media do essentially the same thing tell other people about our episodes or just share them on certain social media platforms if you want to do that uh patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for the every podcast um sorry five dollar ten dollar level tiers uh for the every podcast review options as uh, five dollar and ten dollar level tiers for those options ad free podcast review options um so take a look at those as well. Uh, Geek Town, uh, David is still posting actual news on the website. So he's not doing Geek Town Radio at the moment, but he's still been posting TV and film news on Geek Town. That's geektown.co.uk. And uh, of course, look out for the return of Geek Town Radio. That's for new- renewals, casting information, uh, edits, some trailers and things like that. So for your general TV and film news, so look out for that. Uh, Bex, who does some fun content over on Twitch, you can find her by looking for Trista B Y T E S over on Twitch. Uh, so look out for her as well over there. Uh, she does uh, retro games, chats, plays Tomb Raider, all that good stuff. So check out what she's doing. You can also find me on Twitch as well, Eddie Talk UK, uh, for our different gaming streams and the career mode episodes, FIFA career mode episodes. Um, all up to date and archived, by the way, on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. That's where you'll find the FIFA Career Mode episodes, the game streams, and the game clips. They're all up to date at the moment, so take a look out for those. That's it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Maybe with, maybe without David. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, I'll be back next week anyway. Um, I'll be completely on half term, so I'll have more time than usual, which is good. But thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.